like to personally welcome you to our online church. If you're looking for ways to stay connected, you can visit our website, mountolivephc.com, for ways to stay connected, such as our Connect tab. You can fill out a form, and someone will be in contact with you. Not only can you stay connected on our website, but you also have the option to give online. Thanks so much for worshiping with us. so excited to be here. This is fun. It's always fun when I get to talk beside my husband. I love that. I love him. <laughs> we're uh, Kelly and JJ Jacobs. Jonathan Jacobs. Uh, we're the youth pastors here at Mount Olive. And, um, you know, today we're just going to share what's been on our heart during this time and what we feel like God's saying during all this. Um, you know, it's really been difficult and it's hard to kind of understand maybe why we're home or, you know, what to do with this time at home, but I think that it's really um, crucial to maybe hear what God has to say about all this. Yeah, and, um, I can go ahead and tell you, uh, since we're doing it, both of us, uh, Kelly has an hour and I have an hour, so um, if you want to yeah. <laughs> sit in on the second hour where Kelly's talking, go ahead, you can miss my hour, but no, we're, uh, we're just like Kelly said, we're going to lay what's on our heart to y'all um, and uh, just go over there, but uh, like Kelly was saying, during this time, uh, we are trying to figure out as a people, everybody, and, you know, not just what to do, but what's our responsibility in this crisis, like, where do we go, and how do we do it, when physically, we know, like doctors said, Trump, everybody has been saying, stay away from people, limit the time, how many people are with you, wash your hands, um, but we're looking at physical, but we need to look at the spiritual side of it, and the spiritual side, what do we do? And I'm here to tell you that God is not the author of chaos, not the author of confusion, destruction, but he's the author of correction, order, and perfection. And we need to look into that. So, uh, Kelly, spiritually, what are we supposed to do? Well, you know, I think that's such an important question because in times like this, it can feel like our hands are tied. You know, and even as believers, you tell believers we can't gather in church. That's, that's tough for us, you know, and we look to God and say, you know, God, you know, how are you going to fix this? God, what do you want us to do? What can we do during this time? And, you know, when you look at Scripture in times of crisis, we're not the first ones to have this kind of question. The Bible is full of people who came to God saying, God, what are we going to do? God, what can I do? And the cool thing about God that I love is that he often says, well, what do you have in your hand? It's like, God, in my hands? Like, you don't want what I have. It's not much, God. Don't use what I have. Um, you know, but oftentimes he says, I've placed in you, you know, some things that I want to use. And it reminds me of Moses. You know, Moses was in the wilderness, and he asked, you know, God wanted him to deliver his people from bondage. And, you know, Moses didn't know how he was going to do it, but God said, what do you have in your hand? And Moses had a staff, and God used that staff, and he used it as part of, the, of his deliverance, you know. I think about David, you know, David went and fought the giant, and he didn't use the armor of some great mighty warrior. Instead, he used what he had, which was some stones, right? That, that's what God had given him. And so it's interesting to see this constantly in the Bible, and I think that sometimes it makes us wonder, you know, God, you're God. Why would you want what I have is the question that comes to mind. Well, God has a purpose and plan for everybody, right. and just like Moses Moses hid behind his speech. Mm -hmm. Moses killed a person, and he healed in the wilderness, like Kelly said. So he was hiding. People thought Moses was dead. But see, that's what we see. But God sees something in us that we don't know about. So and he's 
chose us, not because he wanted, I mean, he could pick, I mean, like, Zach could be speaking today, but God laid on Pastor Stevie's heart to let us speak. So he chose Moses to do what he had planned for him. Yeah, what was for him. That's so true. And I think that's why God, you know, uses what we have in our hands is to show us that you don't have to be somebody else. I can use who you are right where you are and show you that my who I am as God isn't dependent upon a person or a resource. I'm God. And as JJ said, you know, God will use these situations to pull something out of us that we never thought was possible. And um, we see this so clearly in our scripture for today, which is 2 Kings. So we're going to um, go there. 2 Kings chapter 4. We're going to start at verse 1. And it says this. One day the widow of a member of the group of prophets came to Elisha and cried out, My husband who served you is dead, and you know how he feared the Lord. But now a creditor has come, threatening to take my two sons as slaves. And Elisha's response is so key here. He says, What can I do to help you? Elisha asked, Tell me, what do you have in the house? And we've said it before, but during this crisis, you know, we're looking for answers everywhere. And with our title and the question we have for y'all today is, tell me, what do you have in your house or in the house? So, uh, Kelly, you want to start us off? What's in the house? Sure, Jonathan, I will. So the first thing that we have uh, that she had in the house was oil. She had oil in the house. And so when Elisha asked her this question, she responded at the end of verse 2 and said, Nothing at all except a flask of olive oil. And so when we look at this woman's life, she was in a time of crisis. I mean, not only was she probably mourning from the death of her husband, but these creditors were threatening to take her sons. So this crisis not only threatened her, it threatened her household. It was knocking on the doorsteps of her home and was going to affect her children. And so she seeks out the, the advice of the prophet Elisha. Um, and he really challenged her to think about what she had, what was in her possession. And um, we, uh, we always call uh, Miss Elaine and Pastor Stevie when we have to do something like this just to get their input. And, you know, Mr. Stevie, if you've ever seen Pastor Stevie, he gives you like nine million different things. But <laughs> he, so said, cool. he said something that stuck out. He said that the oil was already in the house. Yeah. See, sometimes we overlook what's in the house mm-hmm. and we go out and try to find something else. But it was already in the house. We just sometimes overlook it. But right now, in the time we're in, we're in the house. Yeah. So we have to find these things that can bring us through a crisis or a situation that we're in. That's so true. And, that, and that's the thing with, with this woman. I mean, her response showed that she kind of didn't value the oil. She was like, she even says nothing. I don't have anything. Then she's like, oh, I have some oil. It was almost like an afterthought. You know, it wasn't something that she considered to be, um, I guess, valuable. But... Knowing God and how he works, the answer to her crisis was in the oil. The answer to what she needed was in the house. And so this morning, you might see it as you're, you're stuck in the house, you're confined there. But we want to ask you, what do you have in the house? As a believer, what do you have that isn't determined by circumstance or location or threat? What has God placed in you that isn't, defi- isn't dependent upon anything other than his goodness and his faithfulness? Evaluate what you have in the house, because like this woman, we might be thinking that the answer to this crisis or maybe even the answer to our personal crisis is going to come from outwards. But maybe God is looking to you and saying, I place some things in your house that you're shut in with right now, and I want you to go and check your heart because there's things in there that's valuable that I've placed in there that I want to use. What's in the house? What do you have in the house? 
she didn't see it then, but the oil was going to be the answer to her problems. And, you know, I love that it was oil. You know, I think that that's so key because oil often represents the anointing. You know, and First John tells us that we have been anointed by the Holy One, and the anointing that He gives us abides within us. And I love that because even First John tells us that the, the anointing that I give you, you don't have to go to, um, I don't know, Israel to find it. You don't have to go out into the streets and look for it. I placed it within you because he said, you know, when Jesus ascended, he said, you know, I go back to prepare a place, but I leave with you a comforter who's going to be with you. He's going to abide within you. And so we just want, you know, you to, to realize this morning that you already have so much just by believing in Christ within your house this morning. That oil is, is, is the power of God within us. It's his presence and spirit that's within us. And Christ has not left us defenseless during this time. We are not, you know, we, our hands are not tied. If we're believers in Christ, we have his resurrection power with us. And, and that's so, so, so important to know this morning is that if you're, if you're breathing, wherever you are, whatever location you're in, you have the oil of the spirit of the living king inside of you. And that's so much, that's so more, much more valuable than anything that we could ever um, buy at the store, you know, or even get at the hospital is, is the oil of his presence in our homes. I love that. I love, I love the oil. <laughs> so uh, like Kelly was saying, we had oil, but the second thing there was in the house was opportunity. There was an opportunity in the house. Um, and we're going to go a little deeper in the scripture, and it's from 3 to 7. Um, and it says, and Elisha said, borrow as many empty jars as you can from neighbors and, or friends and neighbors. Then go into your house with your sons and shut the door. I think that's key, and we'll get to that. But pour olive oil from the flask into the jars, setting each up one aside when it's filled. So she did as she was told. Her sons kept bringing her jars, and she filled, out, filled one after another. Soon every container was filled to the brim. Bring me another jar, she said to her sons. There ain't any more, she told her, and then the olive oil stopped flowing. That's also key that we'll get to. She had, when she told the man of God what had happened, he said to her, now sell the olive oil, pay your debts, and you and your sons can live on, with their, live on what is left over. So um, three and four, like I said, there was a couple key points, and what we see is that Elijah, the man of God, told her to go back with her sons. And what is very key and what stuck out to me is he said, he didn't say just go to the home. He said, shut the door behind her. Yeah. And right now in the situation we are in this church, the world, the country, we're in a situation where we're in our house with the door shut mm -hmm. and we're told to stay there. And see, some people view this as a limitation or a restriction, but I think as an opportunity to gather our vessels in our house or from our friends or neighbors and fill, with them with, fill them with oil. Yeah. And, and what I mean by this is, you know, there's a thing that people say all the time, but you can't outgive God. Yeah. And when you give God generously, you're going to reap generously. Yeah. So we have to fit, we have to realize that, you know, like Kelly said, there's oil. It's an opportunity. Get the oil, fill the oil, mm -hmm. and then we can pour it out. Yeah. So, um, and like I said, when we're alone, like we are, mm -hmm. things tend to fade away. Like there's no sports. Yeah. There's no events. I mean, I'm a, a soccer coach, so sports is very big <laughs> for me, but – what it does is God has reduced distraction so we can have an interaction with him. Yeah. And so with that, she was acting in faith because Elisha just told her, go to your house and 
fill vessels with oils. I mean, he didn't say what was going to come from the oil. He didn't say anything like that. He said, just go fill them. Yeah. So she didn't know. She was just saying, well, I, I think something's good is going to happen. Mm-hmm. But what I said earlier, Kelly read a scripture, and it said that her father, the father served yeah. Elisha, mm-hmm. the man of God, and he believed in the Lord. So she saw something in her husband yeah. that made her think, well, he did something, and God worked on him, so let me do something so God can work in us. Yeah. So and going a little further, Mark, and Mark 12, there's another widow. And see, this is key also. Jesus is with a tax collector, I do believe, and there's people giving large sums of money, but there's this woman that gives two, two pennies. And see, what the people probably around was looking at was the sum. Yeah. But see, Jesus not looking at the sum. He's not looking at the offering. He's looking at the heart. Right. And he's looking at the sacrifice that she gave. Yeah. And, and with that, this crisis that we're in and that they were in has pushed them into isolation, which has moved us to a place of faith. Yeah. And not only was her home a place to develop her faith, but it was an opportunity to show what faith looked like in front of her sons. Yeah. And to build on that, during crisis, what is it easy to do? Crumble, yeah. hide, forget about things. Mm-hmm. It's easy to get lost in the crisis, yeah. but she chose that I'm not going to get lost in this crisis. I'm not going to let this fear, I'm not going to let it dictate my household. It's not going to dictate me, and it's not going to dictate our kids. So I'm going to step above it, seek help from God, and see what he can do in our life. So uh, what what do you think about the opportunity? I love this part because, you know, there was a time when, you know, she did connect with her neighbors for the vessels, you know, but, you know, she could have easily taken the oil to the vessels, but no, she brought the vessels to the oil, and that is so key because we can go out and partner with other people, but there's a time when we have to shut the door, and it's going to be us and God and our families, and I think that, you know, as Jonathan said, I, I love what he said about, you know, a time where we feel like it's a limitation. It's really an opportunity. God's given us an opportunity to get alone with him and to pour out what we have unto him with nothing else, and I, I just love, love, love how God works is that he can take something and, and make something from, from nothing. And, and as Jonathan said, you know, it's about the heart behind it. And so what you have in the house, you have the oil of the presence of God, and you have an opportunity to get alone with that presence and to pour out what you have before him. And we know it takes faith. It's, it's a scary time. And it's, you know, this woman's probably thinking, I don't have time to pour out oil in these jars. Like, they're going to come for my children. They're going to take my kids. But she took the time to pour the oil. She poured it out in faith, whether it's power, and acting in faith when you're in the house. You know, it's, it's so important, you know, that I think that we realize that she shut the door, but she didn't shut her kids out. They were a part of this plan. You know, and not only were they watching her act in faith, but also they were part of the the faith act. You know, the the scripture says that they brought the jars to their mother, and she poured the oil into the jars. And so literally her children brought her empty vessels, and she poured into the vessels that her children had. That is so key. We have to understand that in the house is not only the oil, but your children, your family is in the house during this time. 
and we cannot take that lightly. Whether you're a parent or just a spouse or whoever you have in the house, it's an opportunity for you to come together and for you to pour into their lives like never before. And when the time comes for us to disperse again, who knows what your children will be filled up with, what they will have witnessed, you know, during this time. Because, I mean, she could have easily let this crisis consume her kids, you know, and it threatened to. It, it threatened to take her, her very legacy, her, her sons, to take all that she had left, you know, but she didn't fall under the pressure. Instead, she took what was in the house and she protected who was in the house. And so you, you have to realize that we are given an opportunity right now, you know, to look and to see what's in the house and, and to, to strengthen our children and to strengthen our loved ones who God's given us, you know, the opportunity to gather with during this season. So important. And, uh, Brother Mike, this uh, really stuck out to me also, and I said it when I was reading the scripture. It says, at the end of the scripture I read, it says that when the vessels stopped coming, the oil stopped flowing. Yeah. And they didn't have to stop using vessels because the oil stopped flowing. The That's oil was right. always going to be enough. That's right. And what's in the house is, is enough for you today. And... I want to talk about the, time, the, the flow of the oil, yeah. you know, and situate like the, the coronavirus and things, maybe not even that, that's going on in your life, that, you know, God is always going to be enough. And you can find, you can find peace yeah. and you can find reassurance on, of God because it don't matter the situation. Okay. It don't matter what's going on in your life. The flow of the oil will continue till it don't need to be anymore. That's right. And that's when God will stop the flow. And, but God is not going to stop the flow because we always need them. <laughs> yeah. So you can always go and keep going and yeah. keep going. The oil will keep flowing. And um, see, the thing is, when we look at it, that the oil provided for her family. Mm-hmm. But we didn't, we deeper, and I think it's verse 7, it says, you know, they filled all the vessels up. And then after she did that, what did they do? They, they sold them. Mm-hmm. And not only is the oil enough for you, but it's enough for others. Yeah. And the oil didn't, like I said, the oil didn't just stay in her house. She yeah. sold them and she gave them. So that yeah. means what she was pouring in was touching people's lives. That's right. So right now in the time that we are in our home, we can either sit down, stay on Netflix, play yeah. video games, look at, uh, look at basketball games that was in 1992, <laughs> or we can sit and pour into God, get closer to God, and then when the time comes for us to come out of the house, we are able to pour into people. So that's what we need to do right now. It, and again, I know things are tough. I mean, I'm telling you, I am a PE teacher. I'm a soccer coach. I like to be outside. I like to interact with people. But I can't do that right now. Mm-hmm. But instead of me sitting and saying, I wish, I wish, I need to sit and ask God, what do you want me, what do you want me to learn from this? Yeah. So when I get out, I can pour into people's lives. Yeah, that's so, so good. And so we, we just, uh, we're... You know, this is what God's given us, and we're actually, you know, coming to a close here. But we just want you to evaluate what's in the house, where you are this morning. If you're in your couch or your kitchen, or you have kids in the background running around, or maybe you're taking care of an older loved one. I don't know who's in your house this morning, but just know that Jesus is in the house. I'm reminded of a scripture in the New Testament that said, It was much noise that Jesus was in the house. It began to buzz because Jesus was there. And people began to press in on every side because Jesus was in the house. If Jesus is in the house, what more do you need? And I know it sounds a little bit, you know, like simple. 
you know, well, yeah, that's easy to say, Jesus is in the house, but I just believe, when we believe that if you begin just to pour out in faith, you know, and even this week, you know, trying to get used to the new normal, you know, and, and try not to let that just overhanging fear get to you, you know, it's, it's easy not to, to go off of your feelings, you know, but you've got to press past that, and even this week, we both were talking about how, you know, even in prayer, we've had, it takes a lot of time just to press through those feelings of, of apathy, feelings of fear, feeling of, you know, just maybe just tiredness or worry or whatever it is. But if you begin just to pour the oil out, you will see a return on that. You will see a return. Not only was this woman able to, to save her sons, but she had oil to live off of. They had oil to live off of after the oil will never stop flowing. It's whatever you need, whenever you need. So think about what's in the house today. Think about what's in the house. You know, he is with you. His presence goes before you. And he's charged you with your household this morning. And you'll be amazed at what he can do through it. And so now we're, we're kind of coming to a close. Um, but we want to do in with a time of prayer. You know, um, for those who are watching, you know, whatever your situation is, maybe you're you know, someone who's watching and you haven't known the saving grace of God yet in your life and you're maybe saying, well, you know, I don't know about that oil or I don't know about that presence of God. The good thing about God, Brother Mike, is that, you know, his oil will find you. You don't have to come to the altar here to experience the presence of God. If you want your house to be covered by his presence this morning, all you have to do is respond in faith. Elisha could have come to this widow's house, and he could have, you know, poured the oil. But he said, what do you have? Go, shut the door, and you begin to pour it out. Pour out what you have. And this morning, I know, you know, it might be more difficult within your homes, but if you haven't known, you know, the presence of God or the saving grace of God, you can just begin to, to right there where you are, tell him that, you know, God, I'm a sinner. I don't know you, but I believe that your son died for me. And I confess that I need you in crisis, out of crisis. When I wake up, when I go to bed, I need you. You can just begin to tell him that this morning. And he'll meet you right where you are. You know, who he is and what he can do for us. It doesn't depend upon our feelings. You know, I'm sure this widow didn't feel like doing all this. But her, her kids were going to be taken into bondage if she didn't do something and maybe she didn't feel like but she stepped up for her house and she said you know what I don't know what this is going to do I don't know why I'm pouring oil in jars but I believe that as I pour out he sees me he knows me and he'll be with me what I need and so we're just going to end in prayer and again if you have special needs I you know, whatever it is that you may be dealing with today, you feel free to, to type them in, text them in, you know, through our, our, our Facebook Live or our, our website if you're watching that way or even our YouTube channel. However you're accessing the Word of God, just know that you can, you can send those requests in. And right now we're just going to pray that we realize that greater is He that is in us than anything that's in the world. Dear Jesus, we just, we love you. And we thank you, God, that your name is like all poured out. 
and that God, you just in who you are, you are healing. God, you are bread for the hungry. You are comfort for the hurting, God. And God, I pray, Lord, that whatever the voices are, God, this one that tell us that we don't have enough in the house, God. Whatever the voices are that tell us, God, that what's in the house will not sustain us. What's in the house won't work for our children. What's in the house won't keep us. God, I pray that you would diminish that voice, that you would pull down that voice in the name of Jesus, God, this morning. That right now, God, under the sound, God, of my voice, that there are houses, God, beginning to pour out the oil for you. There are houses, God, filled with vessels, God. Houses filled with opportunity, Lord, just to pour out the oil of the Spirit of God. I pray, God, that you would unleash your presence in the homes of your people, God. That though we aren't seen, God, we aren't forgotten. And though people don't know what we're doing, God, you know what we're doing. And in due time, God, we're going to fling wide the doors and come out with all upon all upon all of your presence, God. And we're going to bring it out to the people. And those that are hurting, those that are broken, God, those who find themselves in the wake of a crisis, God, that your all will begin to minister, that your all will begin to heal, God, that your all will change the lives of your people. God, let us not squander this opportunity. God, forgive us when we have squandered. God, or we have not remembered what you have placed on the inside of us, God, that we are vessels filled with all, and that in your season, you're going to pour us out, God, into the world. God, let us not see our homes, God, as limitations or restrictions or confinement. God, help us to see that you are working that you are longing, God, to get us alone with you so that we may experience your presence and your goodness, that we may teach our children of your goodness, God, and so that when they go out into the world, they will pour out their oil, God. I just thank you for your goodness, God. I thank you, Lord, that you take little and you make it much. We bless your name, Father, and we thank you. That what's in the house is enough. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message. For more access to our worship experiences, visit us at Mount Olive Church, 610 Normal Street in Pembroke, North Carolina. Or join us online via Facebook at Mount Olive PH Church.